This is the Apex United Methodist Church podcast. Good morning. My name is Ella Volpe, and I'm so excited for this opportunity to be able to speak in front of you all today. Uh, A little about myself. I have been attending Apex United Methodist Church for about eight years. I've been involved with youth programs, my youth leaders here. Um, Sunday school, we have the wonderful children's um, youth, children's program leader here, Um, and as well as vacation Bible school. I'll be graduating from Apex High School, as well as Wake Tech with my associate's degree. Next year, I will be dancing professionally with the Carolina Ballet and have deferred my admission to NC State University. All of my accomplishments can be credited to the fierce group of mentors, leaders, coaches, teachers, and parents who have supported me throughout the years. Please bow your heads in prayer with me to begin. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. When I was younger, my mom used to tell my sister and I to eat our patients. I remember we used to drive up to visit our grandparents in Connecticut. It's only about a nine to 10 hour car ride, but to a kid, felt like eternity. My sister was the master at asking that dreadful question, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Every hour. (laughs) So my mom came up with this game called eating your patience. Sophia and I can make up our own flavor, and my mom insisted that we share our flavors with her. We would pretend to pop the flavored patients in our mouths, and instantly we became more patient and sillier, sharing the flavors with one another. The game helped my sister and I to pass the time, avoid arguing, and avoid pestering our parents. You see, My parents could have simply ignored us or yelled at us, but they didn't. They took it as an opportunity to teach us the value of patience. Today's scripture passage comes from 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 4 through 11, 16 through 20. I'd like to invite you to read along with me either in your own Bible or on the screen in front of you. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, You are old to do not follow in your ways. Appoint to us, for us, then, a king to govern us like other nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to govern us. Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them, just as they have done to me from the day I brought them up and out of Egypt to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so also they are doing to you. Now then, listen to their voice only. Only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. Samuel reported all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, These will be the ways of the king who will reign over you. 
He will take your sons and appoint them to his chariot and to be his horsemen and to run before his chariot. He will take your male and female slaves and the best of your cattle and donkeys and put them to his work. He will take one-tenth of your flocks and you shall be his slaves. And in that day you will cry out because of your king, whom you have chosen yourself for yourselves, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. They said, no, but we are determined to have a king over us so that we may also be like other nations and that our king may govern us and go out before us and fight our battles. The Israelites grew impatient. They wanted to rush God's timing and forego the consequences of their actions. They lacked patience and trust in their king. The Israelites already have a bad history of rushing God's timing and discrediting his leadership, though. Just a few books before 1 Samuel, we see an example of this from Exodus chapter 32. See, Moses had been up on Mount Sinai talking to God and getting those famous tablets, the Ten Commandments. But the Israelites grew impatient and asked Aaron what they should do. So Aaron instructed them to give him all their gold, and he melted them and created an idol. Long story short, God grew angry that they had created an idol, and he sent a plague to the Israelites. In both passages, the Israelites were rushing. They maintained this go big or go home mentality. They wanted God to just swoop in and save them and give them what they wanted and show himself in these great acts of triumph. We're like the Israelites. We rush things in today's day and age. We strive for that instant gratification. We all have social media and constant access to our phones, which has caused us to rush. We like that picture on Instagram just because everybody else has without first reading the caption or the comments. We want what everyone else seems to have, a highlight reel on Instagram or Facebook, but it's just that, it's a highlight. You see exactly what the other person wants you to see. And that's what Israel did. They saw the other nations with the king, and they wanted one too. They didn't care about the consequences. See, we send that text because it's easier than having a conversation and actually calling the person. Never mind the tone of that text might be completely different when read than how you meant it. The Israelites didn't trust Samuel and Moses to lead them. They thought they could find a leader without God's help. See, Maya Angelou said, Seek patience and passion in equal amounts. Patience alone will not build the temple. Passion alone will destroy its walls. Israel was certainly passionate about wanting a king. They just had no intention on waiting for one. So don't lose sight of the small things that have built your life, those mentors, parents, teachers, coaches, leaders, who have been encouraging and whispering in your ears your whole life, those words of wisdom and perspective. 
All these things come from God. God is patient, and he calls us to be patient. I've spent the past 15 years of my life working towards a professional dance career. I worked with this one teacher for this one part for so long. Hours and hours of training went into this, and I trusted this teacher, and I trusted her judgment and her leadership, and I didn't get the part. I didn't get the part, okay? All those family events I missed, all those social gatherings that I missed, all those sleepless nights staying up late to do homework because I had to be at rehearsal. So what did I do? I, I didn't give up. I found a new teacher. I refocused. I stopped searching for that instant gratification that that one teacher was giving me. And I worked hard. And I saw results. I was patient and I trusted God's timing. Only a few years later, and now I'm a professional dancer. See, God has a plan for us. It may not make sense today, or tomorrow, or 10 years in the future, but he does have a plan. A plan to love us unconditionally. I've worked so hard at something, only for me to fail at it. I've seen disappointment loss, rejection. But through every season of life and every hard lesson, God has revealed something better and more meaningful for me to put my energy into. He may say yes. He may also say no. Our job is to follow his word and trust in his wisdom and unfaltering love and continue to walk towards him. Seniors, I now speak directly to you. We are eager to explore the plethora of new opportunities in front of us, whether it be college or a job. These opportunities also come with lots of decisions, which equals lots of consequences. College instantly offers those fun classes, sororities, frats, pledges, parties, and clubs. It'll be so easy to get involved, to just tempting, to just jump right in, to sign up for every club and go to every single event because all of our friends are. And that's what we've been told. College will be the best four or six years of your life. You'll open your phone, you'll see all your friends moving into their colleges. You'll see that highlight reel on Instagram or Facebook and it'll be so tempting so tempting to just shape and form your life to match others. But be patient and get the lay of the land. Be prayerful as God knows our needs and he wants, he wants that personal relationship with us. See, we must first be in his word and know him as our Lord. Mentors are important. Finding a group that shares your faith and belief is a especially important as you leave home. Holding on to your faith in God is most important. Trusting God to guide you, unlike the people in the scripture who sought those unfit leaders and didn't listen to the advice of Samuel. Your doors in life will open without you having to bang them down. God didn't bring you this far just to abandon you. So be eager. Go out, seek those new opportunities and challenges, but remember to stay patient. 
Trust in the knowledge and wisdom that your leaders have passed on to you. If you're going to be a follower, be a follower of God. Seek out those like-minded people and stay away from temptations. We're all starting a new road trip, one that will have many distractions and roadblocks, but be confident in the people who you've put in the car with you. Be confident that God is in the driver's seat. And remember, you're never too old to eat some patience. Let us pray. Hey God, thank you for guiding me through your word and giving me this opportunity to speak in front of this mighty congregation. As we begin a new season, a new week, or a new chapter in our lives, help us to pause and breathe. We remember the words of the poet Mary Oliver. We don't always have to rush because our true delight and fulfillment comes through you. Thank you for this one wild and precious life that you have blessedly given to each of us. Let us always remember that you want the best for us and help us to live into your will and desire more fully. Amen.